This is Lindsey Nelson with Bob Murphy and Ralph Kiner here at Shea Stadium in New York. And this is the concluding game of a four-game series between the New York Mets and the Cincinnati Reds. Right now, the umpires have come out to home plate. Manager Don Heffner of the Reds is there. They are awaiting the arrival of manager Wes Westrom with the lineup of the New York Mets. And here comes Westrom out of the dugout at this moment. Starting pitches this afternoon for the Reds. It'll be veteran right-hander Don Nottebart. For the Mets, veteran right-hander Jack Fisher. Cards are exchanged at home plate. Here are the starting lineups. First for the visiting Cincinnati Reds. Leading off and playing right field, Tommy Harper. Batting second is the second baseman, Pete Rose. Batting third and in center field, Beta Fenton. Batting fourth at first base, Tony Perez. Batting fifth and playing third base today, Darren Johnson. Batting sixth and left field, Art Batting seventh, the shortstop, Leo Sharkness. Batting eighth, the catcher, Johnny Edwards. Batting ninth, the pitcher, Don Rodemart, as the Mets take the field. Johnny Stevenson batting sixth. Left fielder Ron Svoboda batting seventh. Shortstop Roy McMillan batting eighth. And the pitcher Jack Fisher is batting ninth. Fisher has arrived on the mound. The wind is blowing rather stiffly out toward right field at this moment. For the Mets on the field right now, Ed Greenville is at first base. Ron Hunt at second. Roy McMillan at shortstop. Ken Moyer around at third. Ron Svoboda is in left field. Johnny Lewis in center field. Al Luplo is in right field. Bill Joukowsky, the umpire behind the plate. Yes, Sudol at first. All fire at second. John Kibler around at third. Jack Fisher has won three games and lost six so far this year. Tommy Harper steps in to lead off for the Cincinnati Reds. He's hitting 257, two home runs, nine runs batted in. He's a right-hand batter. Let's play Harper defensively straight away. Bob Shaw has arrived 
Francisco, the judge acquisition of the New York Mets. Shaw is here. He is in uniform. He arrived in New York last night. Here's the strike one delivery. On the ground, back to the box. Taken there by Fisher, and he tosses to Greenfield. Go away. That will bring up Beta Benson, the center fielder. Benson is hitting 291. He has four home runs and 17 runs batted at.
The vet ticket office is located at the 7th Avenue entrance on the main floor, and it will be open during regular store hours beginning tomorrow. That is, the vet ticket office in the neighborhood of Pennsylvania Station has now been moved to Macy's 34th Street, so the outlet is located at the 7th Avenue entrance on the main floor. Of course, there is the vet ticket office at Macy's in Huntington, Long Island, in the Shopping center open during regular store hours. Reservations for box and reserve seats at all Howard closed stores and at any branch of the manufacturer's out of a trust company. Tickets by mail by running ticket manager Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York. Box seats 350, reserve seats 250 at 25,000 feet. Join the government mailing box. Tony Perez is up now. Jack Fisher has the side. Here's the pitch inside for a ball. Perez is hitting 253 with one home run and 15 runs batted in. Edwards, waiting on deck. 
Four home runs at 15. Right hand it. Right-handed Don Donovan. Pitch for an outline in the left. And it's holding up there for Kemsky, and he one-hands it for the out. Kemsky taking the line drive after a long run, and Greenpool is lined out to left. Johnny Stevenson is up. Hitting 259 with six runs batted in. He's a left-hand batter. Strike one. 
do the hits off Jack for windblower calls. That helps give the Reds their first run in the second. They lead one nothing. One could have been caught, the other couldn't have. Now the pitch back hit hard over the shortstop then and in the left field. Just loosed over. Roy McMillan's outstretched the golf. And Tommy Harper's on with a single. That'll bring up Pete Rose. Harper batting 255 before the base hit. Pete Rose coming up hitting 238. Batting from the left-hand side against the right-hander Jack Fisher. Bounce back to Jack his first time up. He's 0 for 1. Harper, a fast man, the runner at first base. Jack Fisher with a good move goes to first base, but Harper with a short lead back without a tag. Jack has one of the best moves in the National League at first base. He sets up again, and the pitch to the plate is hit slowly to first. Eddie Gray pulled up with the ball over to the shortstop, covering his second. get the lead runners pick up their first shot here in the top of the third and Pete Rose exchanges with Tommy Harper at first base and it brings up Beta Benson Benson grounded out to second base his first time up has an average of 290 Cincinnati Reds lead by a score of 1-0 one run in four hits. The Mets have no runs in one. One out, top of the third. The pitch to the plate. The beta pitch and this one on a miss. Strike one. Johnny Stevenson, the catcher for the Mets, taking that pitch just about off of the bat of beta pitch and moving out in front of the plate, getting ready to throw just in case the speed rows might be going. Club leader in stolen bases for the Reds is Leo Cardenas with five. Tommy Harper has four. Beta Pinson has four. Pete Rose has stolen two. Pitch back a curve running on it. Missed it. Strike two. And once again, Johnny Stevenson out in front of the plate in a throwing position. Beta trying to punt to beat out a base hit. Beta got into an altercation with one of the writers of the Cincinnati Ball Club because he took exception to the fact that Earl Larson said that he would be a much better player if he would try to punt his way on once in a while instead of try to hit home runs. Got so furious that Beta threw a punch at him. Here's a two-strike pitch. It's called strike three. Right over the inside corner, Beta walks away. Zach Fisher getting his fourth strikeout in the ball game. Three of them have been called strikes. Now he'll pitch to Tony Perez, who had the first hit of the game off Jack. A single to left field. right-hand batter hitting 260. And the first pitch, a pitch out, but Pete Rose stayed at first base, nothing on. One ball, no strike. Reds, although they have speed, with the indication of the stolen bases so far, have not been a running ball club. You can match Veda Pinson with just about anyone in the league, and also Tommy Harper, as far as speed is concerned. Dick Simpson on the ball club can really run. He's not playing today. He's run, run up. He has ran in a 9-5 yard dash. 
right back in down toward short. Roy McMillan comes up with the ball, throws over to the second baseman Ron Hunt for the fourth play at second base to retire the side. In the inning, no runs, one hit. No errors and one man left on in the score. At the end of two and a half innings, the Reds won, the Mets nothing. Did you ever stop to think of how many lonesome travelers there are here in Yonder and how thirsty they get? Don Hefner, who was a coach for the Mets last year. 
John replacing Dick Sisler as the manager of Cincinnati. Pitch back is punted on and missed. This time Fisher for real with the punt. It's strike two. Two balls, two strikes. Justin playing third base, playing in, looking for a possible punch, even with the count of two and two. And the pitch to Fisher, swung on a miss, strike three, a good slider that was just off the outside part of the plate. Two men away on two consecutive strikeouts in this inning, and the goal with the last one in the second, Don Unabart has three consecutive strikeouts, and his next batter will be Johnny Lewis. Johnny grounded out the first base his first time up. As an average of 216, the left-hand batter hit the ball well. And this one hit out to deep left field. Uh, Art Stramski is moving back to win, holding the ball up, and he turns around and makes the catch, and that retires his side. Art Stramski pulling that one in. Hitting no runs, no hits, no errors, and no one left on base. And the score at the end of three, the Reds won the Mets nothing. Top of the fourth inning, the Reds leading by a one-nothing score, and on the mound for the Mets, taking his warm-up pitches, Jack Fisher. And other games in the National League at the end, three and a half innings. The St. Louis Cardinals won, Philadelphia nothing. Nelson Browse for the Cardinals against Chris Short. At the end of two, Atlanta five, Pittsburgh five. Carroll now pitching for the Braves, Wall going for Pittsburgh. Matthews, a grand slam home run. In the second inning for Atlanta, his eighth in his career. Alley had a home run for the Pirates in the first with no one on. The first pitch by Jack Fisher as he starts off is called a strike. Darren Johnson, the batter for the Cincinnati Reds. Darren singled in the center field his first time up. The ball misjudged by the center fielder, Johnny Lewis. He swings and misses, strike two. Johnson hitting 224 with six home runs and 12 runs batted in. scheduled in the National League, Chicago and Houston, and the Dodgers against the Giants. Both single games. Two strike pitch, the curveball swung on and missed, and on the pitch, it was way outside. Johnson let go of the bat, and put all the way down to Ken Boy at third base. Fifth strikeout for Jack Fisher in the ball game. And with one man out, the batter will be the left fielder, Art Damsky. Damsky leads the club in home runs with a total of eight. He has 15 runs batted in and is batting 224. Fisher has given up one run in four hits. The Mets have no runs in one hit with one out here in the top of the fourth. It's back to the plate. A curveball hit out to center field. Deep to center field. Johnny Lewis back in the warning track. It's going, 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 gone.
31 ball games this year. He's been at bat only 68 times, but he has nine home runs. First pitch to Leo, hit down towards short. A two-hopper for Roy McMillan. He comes up throwing and gets his man. Two men away here in the top of the fourth, and the batter coming up to catcher Johnny Edwards. Johnny has driven in the other run of the game for the Reds. He doubled on a wind blow and doubled down the left field line to score Baron Johnson from second base in the second. Edwards with 16 runs batted in, batting 221. And Jack Fisher with his first pitch. Over the outside corner, letter high called strike. At the end of one, Cleveland won, Washington nothing. Pete Richard. Richard going for the Washington Senators, Gary Bell. Pitching for Cleveland. Landis had a home run for the one run. One strike pitch, fouled away in strike two. At the end of two, Minnesota nothing, Chicago nothing. Jim Mudcat Grant going for Minnesota, 20-game winner last year. He has a record of 4-7 this year. Tommy John, 50 for the White Sox. He's 4-3. Kansas City is scheduled against the Angels in California. Jack Fisher at two strikes. And the next pitch, checking the swing, but not in time. He went too far, strike three. And Fisher gets his sixth strike out of the ball game. But in the inning, the Red score run and the home run by Art Chansky. They're only hit. There were no errors and no one left on base. And the score at the end of three and a half innings, the Red two, the Mets nothing. This is NBC News. At 7, a summary of the news from NBC. This is Morgan Beatty bringing you NBC's News of the World. Kelly's Corner keeps you further informed at 7.30 when Morgan Beatty reports the news with on-the-scenes accounts of events from where it happens. Yes, you'll find it interesting, informative, and entertaining in Kelly's Corner weekdays 6.15 until 8 on WGY Schenectady. The fourth event coming up as they trail 2 to nothing. And their first batter will be Ron Hunt. Ron will be followed by Al Luplo, who has the only base hit that the Mets have had in this ball game off Darren Nottabart, and Ken Boyer here in the fourth. Nottabart has given up one hit and has struck out four. Ron grounded out to short his first time up. His average is 278.
Murphy from Jay Stadium. And the first pitch to Al Lukmore. He bats here in the bottom half of the fourth is high at ball one. Al lined a single to right field his first time up. The pitch back is wide to left field. Art Jansky moving over to cut it off on one hop. And Ron Hunt goes down to second. Al Lukmore with his second straight hit. Both of them line drives. And it brings up Ken Boyer. And the phone rings from the bullpen for the Cincinnati Reds. Down, not a right guy. Yeah. He put up one down and he was called out on the strike. Jack Fisher 
has struck out six and walked none so far in this game. But the Mets are trailing as the Reds lead them 2 nothing. Second, it's charged by Hunt. Plays on inside. 
about a slow roller towards second. Charged by Hunter, he fired it on over, underhand. Train pool in time, one away. Now Tommy Harper. Called out on strike, the line to single the left so far. Let Mr. McGuire sit down. And in New 
York City when Johnny gives up his chair. Father, too, may retire from the scene for some peace and quiet and Rheingold extra dry. Maybe it's our double fermentation he's fond of. But whatever it is, we must be doing something right. Will you get up out of there? Be taking the air and let Mr. McGuire sit down.
Yeah, I'm going to examine the ball. 
observations are being made about the play of the Cincinnati Reds. During the offseason, they traded away Frank Robinson, who had been the star of the team for a number of years. And many people feel that uh, it has had a big, big effect on the performance of the Reds. Here's a 2-1 delivery. Front on it. Oh, 
Pedro should not. And he is out, and then the throw to first gets Stevenson for the double play. A 4-3 double play. The side out with no runs. One hit, no errors, and none left. Towards the end of six full innings, there's the Reds, two in the middle. Now we go to the seventh inning here at Jay Stadium, and Leo Cardenas will be coming up against Jack Fisher. The totals are identical. Cincinnati, two runs, five hits, one error. New York, two, five, and one. Leo Cardenas has struck out trying to punt and grounded out short to first, nothing for two. Cardenas hitting 279 with 10 home runs, 31 runs batted out. Both the home run figure and the RBI figure leads the Cincinnati Ball Club. Swings out of his windup. Down comes the pitch. Ground ball hits the shortstop. Moving in as McMillan. He's up with it. Strides and throws. Plenty of time. Cardenas is out. One away. Nobody on. That'll bring up Johnny Edwards. Johnny Edwards. Now in his fifth year as the full season first bearing backstop of Cincinnati. He was brought up toward the middle of the year and sparked Cincinnati in their pennant winning year. A drive hit toward the alley and left center. Coming in is Ron Swoboda. He dives. Can't make the play. Edwards on his way to second. Throw will not be in time. He slides down the double. Johnny Edwards goes into second with a sinking line drive in the short left center. Swoboda left his feet and made a head first dive trying to come up with it. Blocked the ball with his body. But by the time he could scramble to his feet and make the throw into second, Edwards was in. Now Gordy Coleman is down around the bat rack, and he may hit for Ted Davidson. Gordy Coleman won the game in the 10th inning for Cincinnati last night. When he lines the base up the left center off Dick Stroma, driving home two runs. down toward the end of the bat. It was a sinking line drive into the short left center field. Now Gordy Coleman is the first batter. Fisher, fastball in, strike one call. Now 
Fisher checking with Johnny Stevenson. The infield and the outfield straight away against right-handed hitting Johnny Harper. Johnny Edwards is on third base, two men out. Here's the pitch on the way. He has to jump back. It's inside and low. One ball, one strike. Down to third. 
Grabbed on a big hop by Johnson. And the peg to Perez takes care of McMillan. Two men down. Two outs, nobody on. Jack Fisher will be hitting for the third time. Jack hitting an ass hand as he comes up to hit. Fisher was struck out in the third inning by starting pitcher Don Nottabart. He reached on a walk in the fifth inning. And Fisher holds up. It's low inside. Ball one. Let's have four left-hand hitters in their batting order today. And Don Hefner has been going to his left-handers in the bullpen. It's outside. Two balls and no strike. Johnny Lewis, Al Luplo, Ed Cranepool, and Johnny Stevenson, all left-hand batters. Lefthand has four left-handers and four right-handers, five counting Jack Fisher. Here's the 2-0 delivery. Foul ball back into the screen. It's two and one. Turn around. 
been amazing indeed. The Atlanta Braves series here at Shea City, and the Braves just tore the pitching staff up. The Mets were desperate for some good pitching. Ground ball going foul down the third base, first baseline. They brought Dick Rustek up from Jacksonville, and Rustek, in his Major League debut, pitched a four-hit shutout. Then last night, Dennis Ryband followed with a five-hit shutout. Rob Gardner had the Reds shut out until two were down in the ninth inning. The Reds rallied to win that one. Fisher pitching well today. Through all four games of the Cincinnati series, we have seen good pitching. 3-2 delivery. Just under the knees, and Fisher thought he had him struck out. Jack comes down off the mound and comes about halfway home. Ball that was just under the knees, and both Fisher and Johnny Stevenson thought they had Rose struck out. Now the Reds have their leadoff man on base, putting the pressure on Jack Fisher and the New York Mets. And the fleet-footed Veda Pinson is the batter. Veda has bounced out to second, taking a call third strike, and reached on a walk. Boyer in close at third, guarding against the butt. Here's the pitch on the way. Drag butt. Fisher off the mound. Picks it up. Play is to first. Greenville handling the throw. And Rose goes to second. <laughs> now Cincinnati will have their cleanup. The pitch. Taken high and away. One ball one. It's one one. Richie started the swing and held it up inside. In Pittsburgh, going to the bottom half of the fifth inning, the Cardinals lead the Pirates by a short two to nothing. Ray Sadecki against Al McBean. Cincinnati and Milwaukee, nothing, nothing at the end of one. Chicago Cubs and Houston go 45, postponed because of wet ground. No night action in the American League. It's a swing out of fly ball to right field. The leap for Lewis there, and he makes the catch. One away, and that will bring up Ron Keneal. And he goes a right-hand batter, but up twice, struck out swinging, and lined out to right field. He sliced one out there at the bottom of the fourth. Philippe Ballou was playing him just where he's playing him now. Shaded over toward the line. Mays plays him straight away. It's a swing and a drive to Davenport, and he can't get it. It goes through him, and Keneal is on his first base. Davenport slowed it down, and the ball is retrieved by Davenport back there on the edge of the outfield grass. But uh, it was a hard hit ground ball to third that Davenport did not handle. And it is scored as a base hit. A base hit for Rod Keneal. That is hit number four for the Mets, so the hits are all even at this point, and so are the runs. It's a 1-1 ball game. With one man out, Felix Mantilla is up. Grounded out third to first, grounded out short to first. Davenport made a fine play on a ground ball hit by Mantilla in the first inning. Here's a throw over, and Keneal dives back into first. Keneal has good speed on the bases. Orlando Cepeda, the big first baseman, holding against the runner there. Jack Sanford, pitching for the San Francisco Giants. Struck out six 
count as yet to Mantia at the plate. Frank Thomas is due up next for the New York Mets.
Spencer Craig with a tough row to hoe now. Willie Mays on first, nobody out. He's facing Cepeda with Philippe Alou waiting on deck. Now Roger steps off. Let's have the infield straight away and the outfield straight away and deep against Cepeda. Down comes the pitch. Brushes him back to the plate. One ball and no strike. behind the plate, setting up the target. Mays edges away. Inside at the knees, ball two, two balls and no strikes. Now Roger getting in a tougher spot behind on Cepeda, 2-0. and oh. Yeah, it's one ball and no strike. 
looking for two. We're in the top of the seventh. Game even, one to one. A throw to first, not in time. Cepeda hurrying back. Now, in San Francisco, the day we had the fracas between Cepeda and Craig, after the fight was over, Cepeda went back to first, Craig went back to the mound, and Roger picked Cepeda off twice. He really had him flat-footed. Both times, Boucher dropped the ball. Outside and low, it's two balls and no strikes. Waiting, the pitch to him. Ground ball bounced toward the hole. Chacon way to his right. Has a long throw. 
partly overcast this evening. We appeared to have a threat of rain earlier in the evening, but it hasn't developed, fortunately. And a big full moon that's been hanging around watching night baseball of late. It's not trying to break through the overcast.
against Jack Sanford. Marv got the Mets going in the fifth inning when he singled the center and later came in to score on the hit by Elio Chacon. Little Elio had the game-winning blow in the opening game yesterday when he singled with a base of soda, driving in the third and fourth of New York Met run. Now Husky Jack Sanford, veteran right-hander from Wellesley, Massachusetts. Lions and pitchers. Foul ball. Back toward the upper deck. This is out of play, and it's strike one on Mara Thronberry. The only American League action was in the afternoon. The Yankees are beating Kansas City and Washington knocking off L.A. So the Yankees now have a three-and-a-half game lead in the American League. game tonight, the Giants stand either to gain a half game or lose a half game. The Dodgers are idle. Brown stirring around now, trying to help the Mets get it going. Next pitch by Sanford. Way over his head. One ball, one strike.
swinging away, but of course it's one of those rules they never stick completely to.
first. He's back. Way up the line. Down comes the pitch. Ball one. 
Helio was choking high on the bat, but did not square around the front. He acted like he might want to take that little half swing. Just kind of try to club the ball right past the infield. Now Helio checking with Sally. Sally relays the signs along from Casey Single. More warm-up action for the Giants. Mike McCormick, a left-hander, and Bob Garibaldi. into the stretch. Down comes the pitch. Strike on the outside corner, and once again, Elio did not turn around to try and lay it down. Count is even on Chacon at one ball, one strike. This is always a real tough spot to punt. Runners on first and second, nobody out. Close ball game like this. First and third virtually in on top of you. Larson will be trying to cover the third baseline to leave Davenport to cover third, and Zepeda is really coming up that line. Christopher has his lead off second, Neal off first, and no throw on a pickoff attempt. Larson whirled, and Christopher went sprawling back into second, then Don did not throw. Don Larson, who pitched well for the White Sox last year, then came along to the Giants with Billy Pierce. Used mostly in relief, has won four, lost one.
Joey Natano. I think they were playing a little psychological war there, warfare there just, just for a moment. Big Natano was in the batter's box. Whittling was in the on-deck circle with the pitcher due up next. They have a base open with one out. And now Gene Woodling is going to bat for Big Natano. out on the mound talking to Don Larson. Larson knows Gene Woodling very well. He has been pitching against him in the American League. Now let's see how they pitch to Gene Woodling. They have a base open. And they're going to walk him. Second and short, straight away at 
Double play death. Davenport, even with the bag, wide of the line at third. Here's the wind-up and pitch. Two highs, ball one. Deep breath to try and relax himself. 
Not letting the bat rest on his shoulders. Now he cocks at the pitch. Outside and low, he held up on the breaking pitch thrown by Larson. And it's two balls and one strike. Joe Christopher representing the tying run, 90 feet away at third. Charlie Neal, the go-ahead run at second, and Alvin Jackson is on first.
He gave up one run, six hits, walked one, and struck out six. We'll be checking the changes for you now for the New York Mets. Bob Miller will be coming in to take over the pitching. Tomorrow will be an off day, but Danny Murtaugh will bring Roberto Clemente, Bob Skinner, Bill Mazeroski, Dick Grote, Don Oak, and all the Pittsburgh Pirates in for a doubleheader Wednesday afternoon starting at 1.30 and a Twilight Twin Bill Thursday evening starting at 6 p.m. Al Jackson and Craig Anderson are due to work the Twin Bill on Wednesday. Tickets will be on sale tomorrow during the off day at the advanced sale window here at the Polo Grounds. And also for your added convenience at the Ticket Alley is located in the Grand Central Station at the 42nd and Vanderbilt Ramp and the Long Island Waiting Room of the Penn Station. In the National League, the Cubs and Cole 45s postponed wet rounds tonight. At Milwaukee, Joe Adcock is homered in the fourth inning off Joey Jay with the bases clear, and the Braves have gone in front of Cincinnati one to nothing. Johnny Logan hit a grand slammer, maybe a pinch hitter, in the sixth inning, and the Pirates lead St. Louis five to two at the end of seven. Al McBean nine and five on the year, pitching for the Bucks against Ray Sadecki of St. Louis. In the American League this afternoon, the Yankees turned back Kansas City 3-1 behind Whitey Ford. While Washington tripped up the Los Angeles Angels 4-1, a four-hitter by left-hander Don Rudolph with Ted Bosfield, the loser. And so the Yankees now have a three-and-a-half game lead over Los Angeles. comes in from the outfield to take over first base. Jim Hickman stays in the ball game and goes to left field. And Bob Miller now on the mound with Chris Canizero taking over behind the plate. Those are the changes.
off toward Charlie Neal. Charlie reaches down, grabs it, pegs to Thomas, two down. Nobody on now on the top of the eighth inning. Here's the pitch on the way, and it's in there for a call strike to Jim Davenport. Davenport has two for three. He's red hot. And he's now hitting 17 straight ball games. by Bob Miller. A swing and a miss. Strike two. Roger Craig in his last six starts has gone at least seven innings in each of the six. Nine, nine and a third, seven, nine, nine, and now seven. Two strike pitch by Bob Miller off the outside corner. He had a lot on that one. One ball and two strikes. Top of the eighth inning, 2-1. Giants in front. one and two. A broken bat blooper to short right. Out goes Neal. He's getting there. Makes the catch. Bad retired in the eighth inning in order by Bob Miller. Davenport broke his bat and looked for a moment or so he might bloop a Texas ligger into short right. But Neal got out there in time to take it. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left on. And now at the end of seven and a half innings to score, the Giants two and the Mets one. After you've seen all the big league teams in action, it's fairly easy to spot the standouts at the various positions. You know, it's the same way with filter cigarettes. After you've smoked all seven of the leading filter brands, you can taste the difference. Some taste so strong, you might as well not smoke a filter cigarette at all. And others taste so light, they take all the fun and flavor out of smoking. But you can tell Viceroy's an all-star the first time you try one. Yes, sir, Viceroy tastes the way you'd like a filter cigarette to taste. Not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. So fans, remember, there's a big difference in the taste of filter cigarettes. The way to prove it for yourself is to smoke all seven leading filter cigarettes. Yes, sir, I'll bet you'll agree with our ratings. You'll find some taste too strong, some taste too light. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. That's right, my friends. Better change to Viceroy and get the filter cigarette that passed 1,000 for taste. Viceroy, in the familiar soft pack and the exclusive new slide top case. Now, Mets trail by one, and they have Rod Keneal up against Don Larson. Big Don came in to bail out Jack Sanford and the Giants in the last of the seventh inning, leading three stranded. Rod Keneal cocks the bat, and the pitch taken is inside and low. It's ball one. Giants fly out of 
New York and go on to County Stadium, Milwaukee, where they open a three-game series against Bertie Tevis Braves. This is game six on their road trip, but after tonight, they have 12 remaining before they get back to Candlestick Park. This game tonight, they either gain a half game or lose a half game. Right now, they're two and a half behind the Dodgers. Pirates in third, four and a half games out of first, and two behind San Francisco. It's thrown by Larson. Caneel hits a line drive into right field for a base hit. Philippe Alou plays it on the first half and takes it into Hiller. So Rod Caneel is the tying run on as he singles to right field for his second hit of the game.
the first inning of tonight's game on a triple and a single. Led one to nothing until the fifth inning. But Mara Thronberry started things off with a base hit. Neil punted him over and Chacon brought him home and that tied it. Giants broke the tie with a tainted run in the seventh. Smith then a big threat in the home seventh on a rally started by Thronberry, but it fell shy. On the strong relief work of Larson. Swung, missed, and on to second base goes Rod Keneal. Right around second, holding up. Thomas went for a breaking ball, missed it completely. It got away from Tom Haller. And Keneal goes on to second. It first appeared as though he might have fouled just the ball, but he did not. And it's a fast ball, charged to Tom Haller. And now the tying run is in scoring position. Larson out in front. Frank Thomas with a two-strike count. Giants have their defense set up deep and around toward left against Thomas, a full hitter. Chris Canizero, now in the number five spot in the batting order, is waiting on deck. Larson working very deliberately comes to the set position. And the pitch to Thomas. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Second strikeout in relief for Don Larson. And now Chris Canizero will try and get that big run home. First time up in the game for Canizero. After Thornberry reached second. Christopher replaced Marv as the bench runner. Canizero took over the backstopping duties and also the number five spot in the batting order with Miller, the pitcher, now batting eight. Bottom half of the eighth inning, two to one, tying run on second, two men down. Pitch by Larson and Canizero lets it go at the low, ball one. One hit, no errors, one left on. 
And now eight innings complete at the score here at the Polo Grounds. It's the Giants two and the New York Mets one. And right here, while the teams are changing sides, let's pause for station identification. This is WGY Schenectady, where you can hear all the games of the New York Mets. For baseball, for the best in music, for comprehensive, reliable news reporting, stay tuned to WGY. We'll be going to the ninth inning here at the Polo Grounds, where the Giants will have the heart of their batting order coming up. They'll be sending up Willie McCovey, Willie Mays, and Orlando Cepeda to face Bob Miller. No game tomorrow, but a doubleheader with the Bucks. Wednesday afternoon, starting at 1.30. And a twinighter against Pittsburgh Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Hope you're planning to be with us in the final two days of the New York Mets homestand. Mets will be up against the sizzling hot ball club. Roberto Clemente, the defending National League batting champion, Got off to a very slow start this year, has really caught fire. That old Pittsburgh ball club comes in here with tremendous momentum. They've won something like 13 out of their last 16. And Clemente now is hitting 350, only three points behind Tommy Davis, the league leader.
defense runner is on first. Nobody out, ninth inning. Miller's 2-1 delivery. Foul back into the crowd, and now it's 2-2. Two and two. single leading off here in the ninth. Alvin Dark sending Manuel Moda in to run for him. And now it's two and two on Willie Mays. Infield straight away looking for two. Miller off the stretch, delivers. Bounce foul. He barely got a piece of that one. Hangs in there with the same count of two balls and two strikes. Rain gold extra dry. Happy to be sending you the play-by-play from the polo ground. It's beer as beer should taste, and dry tells you why. There goes Moda. Drive hits foul. That's going up against the scoreboard, but a foul ball. Hard hit drive by Willie Mays, but it was foul. That was never close. He was way out in front, and it was foul all the way.
pitched the eighth inning, got the Giants one, two, three. McCovey led off here in the ninth with a base hit. Moda came in to run for him. Mays fly to deep left center, but Moda took second on a wild pitch. Now the 2-0 delivery. Curve outside and low at ball three. Miller behind now on Cepeda, 3-0. Philippe Alou is the on-deck batter, and then Tom Haller. open. They served the fourth one outside intentionally to put the fade on and set up a shot at a double play. So Philippe Alou comes up now with runners on first and second, one down. Alou hitting at 326 has one hit and three times up. A delicate spot here.
Now Miller stretching. 3-0 pitch. They let him swing and it's strike one. He had the green light, went after it, then tried to hold up, but it's gone too far, and it's three and one, and that was the fastball. Three and one, the count on Big Tom Haller, the left-handed batting receiver. Haller has grounded out, single to center, been struck out. He's one for three. Go to first, high throw grab by Frank Thomas, and that drew the ooze in the eye. Corners, two men down, top of the ninth inning. Aller caught killing that bat around. Now Cox it bends the knees. The pitch. A Lyle pitch over the head of Canazero. Coming in Moda, and he scores. Miller on three and one, uncorked the wild pitch. And the Giants lead three to one. Miller trying to get all he could on that pitch. And it took off on him. A high fastball, but Barely took Canizero's glove if he tried to grab it. It goes all the way to the backstop. The second wild pitch of the inning by Bob Miller. And the Giants have their insurance run and now lead 3-1. to one. Two down runners on first and second. Manny Mota, the bench runner, coming in on the wild pitch. Last two runs this game scored by the Giants. Their second and tie-breaking run scored on a wild throw by Helio Chacon. They have now picked up an insurance tally on a wild pitch by Bob Miller. Now the batter is Jose Pagan. Aller on first and Zepeda on second. Pagan batting right-handed. He's 0 for 3 tonight. Ground ball right back to the mound. Miller has it. He throws to Thomas. The side is out. San Francisco, one run, one hit. No errors, but two wild pitches enabled the Giants to pick up a run. And two men left on. And now at the end of eight and a half innings, the score, the Giants three, and the Mets one. Well, you know, the New York area, I'm sure you'll agree, has just about everything. Most wonderful place in the world. You name it, New York has it. Beaches, baseball, football, golf, lakes, amusement. People in New York have a lot to choose from, and that goes for beer. You know, there are quite a few brands of beer on the market, and I think it's really something that of all the brands of beer available, New Yorkers have made Rheingold Extra Dry their favorite. And that's quite a tribute to the quality of Rheingold. Rheingold is fruit of the choicest ingredients the long, slow, costly way, the extra dry way. And extra dry tells you why Rheingold is so wonderful, so much more refreshing. It's beer as beer should taste, brisk and bright and clean, clear through. Why not enjoy the extra refreshment of Rheingold extra dry beer along with the game? Join the millions who say, my beer is Rheingold the dry beer. now for the Giants. Last of the ninth inning and Charlie Neal will try and start it off against Don Larson. (laughs) 
Ray has hit the ball hard, both times up officially. He doubled a right in the second, helped to build a tying run with a good sacrifice bunt in the fifth inning, and singled a right, moving Thornberry over to second in the seventh inning. And that was a savage liner that almost hit Marv Thornberry. Ball one, it's up high. Thornberry was running on the ball hit by Charlie Neal, and as a result, he came very close to getting tipped with a vicious line drive. Francisco, three runs on eight hits and no errors. That's one run, seven hits, and two errors. We're in the last of the ninth inning. Larson over the head. In comes his pitch. Neal shortened up as if to bump and let it go, and it was high. Ball two. Al Dark has Stu Miller up and throwing in the bullpen now for the Giants. Nobody on, nobody out. Bottom half of the ninth inning. San Francisco out in front, 3-1. Here's the pitch on the way. Too high, it's ball three. Once again, Charlie shortened up, just fluffing at it. And Larson has gone behind him, three and nothing.
the lead, two to one, with an unearned run in the top of the seventh. Mets threaten in the eighth after their big threat of the seventh. Pitching one and two, ball two outside and low. It's two and two on Elio. on Wednesday and Thursday here at the Polo Grounds against the Bucks. Then the Mets open their road trip in Cincinnati on Friday night. They'll have a busy road trip. They play five in three days in St. Louis. Al Larson checks the runner. The 2-2 pitch. Too high. It's ball three. Now the string is out. Three and two on Elio Chacon. Miller warming up seriously in the bullpen. Miller relieved. In the eighth inning of the second game yesterday when the Mets came up with six runs on seven hits, he faced two men and gave up two hits. That's when Dark brought Marisol in. It's three and two. There goes Steele. The pitch is cut on and fouled. It may be playable. Back comes Tom Haller near the dugout. Can't get it. And the Mets kept him from probably being hurt. Rod Keneal and Frank Thomas came up to the top of the dugout and caught him at the last moment to keep him from falling right into the concrete dugout. Ball just beyond his reach. And Haller uh, was coming after it. He was watching the ball all the way. He was paying no attention to the dugout. So it's three and two again. Neal was running on three and two.
Jackson and Craig Anderson will be pitching for the New York Mets against Danny Murtaugh's Bucks. They've won something like 13 out of their last 16, and they're ahead of the Cardinals going into the ninth inning tonight. Now, line up in the last of the ninth inning, and Stu Miller is being called on by Al Dark to try and save the situation for Larson and the Giants. Leaving the game after pitching two innings. At the moment, it's given up no runs. Allowed one hit. Walked three men. And struck out two. So now with Clarence Coleman all set to come up and bat for Bob Miller, Stu Miller is coming in to pitch for the Giants. planning to be with us Wednesday afternoon for the doubleheader against Pittsburgh. It will get underway at 1 o'clock. 1.30, beg your pardon. 1.30 on Wednesday. And Al Jackson and Craig Anderson will be pitching for the New York Mets against Danny Murtaugh's Bucks. They've won something like 13 out of their last 16, and they're ahead of the Cardinals going into the ninth inning tonight. Now Larson leaves them out. He's heading toward the clubhouse. And on in relief is veteran Stu Miller. Take a lead. 
pitch by Miller. And the breaking ball is over. Hickman started to go and then thought better of it. One ball, one strike. Richie Ashburn had a base hit off Stu Miller in that second game in the eighth inning yesterday when he timed his swing just right on a slow breaking ball and smacked the drive into left field for a base hit.
right in there, and he flies out to short center field. So what more can you ask of a youngster than what Bob Garibaldi has given the Giants in two days in the Major League? He joined them only yesterday, donned a uniform, was on the roster for the first time, worked the eighth inning in relief, got the side out in order, and now gets the final out in the ninth inning tonight. So the Giants win a real thriller, 3-2, to two, to pick up a half game on the Idle Dodgers. Tomorrow, an off day for the New York Mets. Then Thursday, Wednesday, an afternoon doubleheader starting at 1.30 with Pittsburgh and a, a twilight night doubleheader on Thursday getting underway at 6 in the evening. San Francisco, three runs, eight hits, no errors. They had five left on. For the New York Mets, two runs, eight hits, two errors. left on in the ninth inning gave them a total of nine left in the game. The winning pitcher, Jack Sanford. Sanford now has won 11 while losing six. Losing pitcher, Roger Craig. A tough loss for Roger, who has pitched great baseball in his last six times out. He's gone at least seven innings, usually nine, and certainly has pitched well enough in just about all six to be a winning pitcher on many occasions. Craig the loser now five and 13. So the Giants take the series two games to one. No game tomorrow. The Bucks are here for two on Wednesday afternoon with Al Jackson and Craig Anderson to pitch. Tonight's broadcast came to you through the courtesy of Liebman Breweries, Brooklyn, New York, and the Brown and Williamson Tobacco Corporation. Now this is Bob Murphy saying so long for Lindsey Nelson and Ralph Kanter, our statistician Joe McDonald, and our engineer John Basso, and for Viceroy. Viceroy's not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. That's right. Final score, Giants 3 and the Mets 2. So long, everybody. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. <laughs>